is the Homeschool Dad Podcast, episode number 11. Road trip. Hey, everybody. This is the Homeschool Dad Podcast, helping dads to help their homeschool families. I'm your host, Rick, and welcome back. This is episode 11, Road Trip. We're going to talk about uh, just kind of how to use that car time a little bit uh, today. Uh, we made it through the first 10 episodes. Uh, my daughter just asked me, she said, Daddy, how many episodes you got up there? How many people listen? And those kinds of things. It's kind of exciting to see how those things have just been growing week after week. And uh, again, I'm, I'm more excited by the community, by the fact that there's so many of you guys that are you know, taking some interest to listen to this and uh, that there's you know at least that many guys out there that are concerned about being a good homeschool dad. And I hope that's why you're all listening. And I know that, you know, one of the comments I got from one of the uh, people writing in was, you know, are there some moms out there? Don't know. Haven't had any comments from any of the women. It's been all guys that have been giving me feedback except for, of course, those, uh, the spams that I've received. Um, so let me just segue into uh, this week's road trip episode, and let's make the most of our time. Now, I shared a little bit last week, you know, where we're coming from, you know, that that we do it as a family of, you know, we want to talk about using Scripture and, and uh, you know, using that as a part of what we do. And so uh, that's really where we're coming from. And I think that being a dad is taking the most of every opportunity to teach my kids the things that are important uh as I see it. So sometimes, you know, I'll be honest, I fail miserably in this area. Uh, sometimes I do okay. Uh, I have older kids who now stay up later than I do, and I can't remember the last time that I put them into bed, you know, and um, we're past that stage, you know, so I'm not spending that time at night really talking to them about things. I get up and leave the house a lot of times because of my job early, so it's tough to, to kind of push that schedule. And, um, you know, one of the things i got to comment this week is, is I, I'm working a couple of different jobs. I'm, I'm Typically leaving uh, before sun up and getting home at eleven at night, doing that you know several days a week. You know where do I get the time to even talk about this as a podcast? Well, those are the guys that I absolutely want to address this podcast to. You know those guys that are working really hard and not getting that time alone, and how you can use that time. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to do the best I can. It's it's good that I can kiss my my kids good night uh, in bed, let alone sit and time have that time. And actually today. Uh, you know, as, as I'm sitting here recording this, uh, I'm doing something really different. Normally, I record this in the office, typically do it on a Monday afternoon uh, during lunchtime, trying to get it out by Monday night. Uh, I'm recording this on Friday. I'm trying to kind of work my schedule, so I'm taking some Fridays off now. And um, so instead of recording this, um, you know, out of the office uh, during lunch with the door closed, I'm recording it in my bedroom. And I've got my daughter Carolina sitting next to me and my dog laying at the edge of the bed and I got the rest of the kids in the next room doing doing school and are you doing school yeah sort of she's reading Swiss Family Robinson which is a uh, corruptible book it's a terrible book no I'm kidding it's a great classic of literature and so uh, as I shared some time earlier today I had um, one kid in here doing geometry and one doing literature and and Tori's reading algebra 2 breathtaking book so that's where we're coming from today. We're going to hope to, to get through this with all the interruptions. Um, I'm like three minutes into this, and I've had to stop it five times because of people needing to pass through to use the restroom and people wanting to show me things and ask what we're doing for lunch and talk about what subjects coming up next, all that kind of stuff. So um, today's episode, we're going to focus on that drive time, how to spend it wisely. And I'm going to share from the perspective of a dad who doesn't always do it right. Since my kids have become teens... The earbuds come out, and the MP3s get fired up as soon as the car starts. And that's just me. Um, 
We were driving on a somewhat short trip recently, and I looked back, and everyone in the vehicle had some sort of earbuds or headphones on, and and you know sometimes it's time to unplug, and, and I get really bad about that myself. You know, I just I enjoy that quiet, enjoy the <laughs> no arguing and all that kind of stuff, and so everybody has their own style of music and what they want to listen to, and I've got some kids that have just bizarre choices in music. And so uh, it's good that they wear their earbuds on. But, you know, sometime, uh, let me share a story. A few years ago, we had left one church to attend another, and we were uh, pulled to that particular church because of the warmth of the people and, and that we knew there. And uh, But we had a little problem with the doctrine of that particular franchise. And we used to spend the whole trip home uh, looking at scriptures to see how they uh, didn't usually jive with our understanding of scriptures. We eventually moved uh, to a church that wasn't a part of that particular franchise. Um, but I actually think that attending that church for about six months was was a very good experience because it caused us to look at things differently. We were constantly being told, okay, this is what God's will is, and then we would look at the Bible and see that it was different. So it really was a good discussion time. And, and so we spent, you know, really that 30 minutes deprogramming our kids of what they heard and my wife and I discussing, you know, why this particular uh, group did things the way they did. And we fa- we found that it was mostly born out of tradition and, and so forth. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't based out of Scripture. And that's really where we like to come from. And so um, now, you know, we spend that 30 minutes sharing what we learned, uh, you know, when we come home from church. And there isn't as much of the doctrinal correction time, but it's, it's still a very good time. Uh, granted, there were times when a critical comment might come out, you know, but mostly, it's it's not about doctrine or substance. It's one of style anymore. And, and so, you know, with four children, we can often get uh, two or three different recaps of what they did in their youth group and what it means to, them, means to them. And that's that's a really great way to spend that quality time. Now, longer trips sometimes mean some serious planning and sometimes a little bit of an expense. And so, guys, uh, grab your wallets because we're going to talk about something that's really difficult for some guys. Uh we tried to head to my parents' house about every other year. It's a 24-hour trip from our house to their house. And, you know, we've done it several times and found that, you know, spending a night halfway in between somewhere around New Orleans uh, or the uh, Texarkana, you know, that's that's really a great place for us to stop for the night and then continue the rest of the trip. Well, we tried the in-car movie thing uh, on, on a trip, you know, where we pulled the laptop up, and that that really just lost its thrill for 30 minutes. It's something that the kids can do all the time. Uh, you know, we, we, we like watching movies here at the Abbott household, and so um, that wasn't really the thrill. We had a stack of movies, and there were none of them that were new. And so, you know, really, uh, after a very short time, in fact, I don't think we made it out of the state, the uh, laptop got turned off. And that wasn't a really great experience. Instead, we've made these trips a terrific car experience by grabbing an audiobook. And uh, so I'd like to hear from some of your experiences with audiobooks and driving, and we'll share that next week if anybody writes in. But I want to share a couple that we have done. And, you know, we love audiobooks, don't we, Carolina? Yeah, she says we do. Uh, Many years ago, uh, we struggled to get my son to read, a common problem with boys. So when he started to read from the Lord of the Rings series, we decided to listen to the dramatized version, and it was fantastic. Uh, my kids hated having to stop when we were getting gas or checking into the hotel at night. They couldn't wait for the return trip just to listen to the last of the book series. Uh, it was over 30 hours total in this series that we got, and it, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great time, and we really loved it. In fact, we don't like to, uh, you know, repeat a lot of things, but this is probably something if, if I would suspect that if we were to leave tonight and go to down to my, my parents' house, we'd probably want to do it again, wouldn't we? Yeah, it was, it was a fun series. Very excellently done dramatization. Now, it was expensive. 
thinking it was 80 or 90 dollars for the set uh it may have been a little less but it certainly wasn't a lot less it was uh well worth the money in our opinion it's something that we're looking forward to handing down to our children someday uh i've actually started to re-listen to it once on a, on a long trip that i had it's just really great now on another trip we decided to get something totally different we got an uh audiobook from the author g.a henty now uh mr henty has been dead for many many years so this was a retelling of the story a, a newly done dramatized version if I could get all of his books on audio, I would. Uh, if you've ever read um, Henty, you know what I'm talking about. If you've not, you're really in for a treat. Henty is known for his books because he takes a fictional character and places them in actual historical settings. Kind of a nice combination. And it really makes history come alive. And that's what his purpose is. He wrote these books. It's called The Henty Book for Boys. Now, just because they're called The Henty Book for Boys doesn't mean that girls won't like them. Right, Carolina? Yeah, see, I've got this great, it's great to have her here because I can keep going, you right? And she says, yeah, and then the dog snores. Um, and so they're they're really great for adults, they're great for girls and boys, and it, there's something for everybody. Now, we happen to get a book called The Cat of Bubastes, and it was wonderful. We we lent it out to a friend. We've never seen it again. Um, the, the Henty audiobooks, I think they're a little on the pricey side. I'll, I'll just be upfront, but it, it's certainly worth it. And uh, if I were to be driving a shorter trip, like to Chicago or maybe New York or something today, um, you know, I wouldn't have any problem with getting one of those. And just go look on the internet, see if you can find those. Um, now, if you don't want to buy an audiobook, um, there's a couple of other sources that you can do. You can go to your local library and see what they have to offer. Our library here has hundreds of great titles, but only a few really that are appropriate for the family. Uh, another option is to download a book from Audacity. Audacity is a great website for that. You can look. There's a lot of other places out there. So, guys, I know you know what your drive time is like with kids. I, I've been there. Um, but we have taken our long drives and made them into really something special. And that's really made the trips go by fast and made the kids really look forward to it. And it's not, are we there yet? You know, you've all been through that experience probably. Now, if you've got little ones, you know, the little kids in the car, you're still going to have to spend the time, you know, entertaining them. But if you've got a child that's, uh, or all your kids are, I would say, you know, six or seven and older, you're not going to have any problem. When we did the Lord of the Rings series, I would say my youngest son was probably five maybe in that in that range, and, and he didn't have any problem with it, uh, you know, focusing on it. There were some scary parts where his eyes kind of bugged out, but, you know, when you got a book that deals with trolls and orcs and things like that, I guess that's going to happen. But uh, it caused us all to really love that series real well. Uh, I shared last week when the Bible admonishes us, admonishes us dads to talk about Scripture when we walk along the road. Well, we no longer walk along the road, but we do drive together, and that same principle applies that teaches us to use that time wisely. So make the most of your time, share a good novel, talk about what's going on in their lives, and just, you know, enjoy being together. Um, have that great time. I'm actually looking forward to, we're going to start a book series this afternoon after lunch, right? Well, yeah, um, we school today. Okay, after school. After school gets done uh, sometime, probably three or four, something like that. Uh, we're going to start a, a new book series. Um and, and, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm the only person in the family to have not have read this series because of uh, my busy schedule. And we like, I think I shared before, we like to read books in the fall a lot of times. I love to throw a log in the fire and snuggle up with a book with the kids. But uh, 
It's 102 degrees outside, and we're going to do it anyway. Uh, we're going to start this new series today, and so that'll be kind of a little fun. So a little bit of our news and uh, notes and some feedback here. Uh, Jeff from Bowling Green, Kentucky, the home of the Corvette, wrote, and uh, he, he wrote about a question regarding the World Book Encyclopedia versus Wikipedia from our technology episode we did last week. And uh, Jeff, this is a great question and a rabbit hole that I could certainly go down for hours because I'm kind of passionate on this, this subject. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved plowing through an encyclopedia and learning all that I could on the subject. I know, I remember my grandfather had a, a set of really special encyclopedias, and I loved in the summer when I go to his place. And one of the first things I do the first night is I grab one volume and just sit there and read through it. And so several years ago, my mother in law felt that we needed to have a printed set of encyclopedias and donated a set to us. I think it's missing like a letter. <laughs> uh, an encyclopedia set missing a letter. She got it at a yard sale or something. Well, after a few days, uh, they were never used, and it's been pushed into our storage area of our home. Uh, the Internet is just so much more up-to-date and relevant, and on our changing geopolitical environment, it's often difficult to keep pace. And the Internet is a great source and ability to do that. So as a, a government gets toppled, uh, you can go the next day and look at Wikipedia and find out all the information on that. And there have been very many times when I've looked something up and I've, I've kind of got into a Wikipedia page and found that that page had been updated hours earlier, and it really was so up-to-date. So that's kind of neat. But I want to give you a warning on Wikipedia and similar web tools. The Wikipedia is a great source for collaborative research and is often difficult to verify the credentials of the authors. An adult may look at some of the information and see that something causes them to just get a second source. You know, you look at it, you go, eh, this just isn't right. But a child will just accept what they see as true because they don't have a, a reason to doubt it. They don't have a frame of reference. Let me give you an example. Some time ago, I was trying to look up the physical address of the CIA, uh, Central Intelligence Agency in Langley, uh, for something that I was working on. And I hit on the Wikipedia page, uh, and you would have thought that it had the address, but it didn't. And by the way, the CIA, for some reason, keeps their address secret. Um, so it really took me a long time to find uh, the address, but the Wikipedia page had a paragraph on how the CIA was really formed by Hitler and George Bush <laughs> and some of the members of the group The Skulls. Now, you know, I knew that it was an error. I, I knew that it was some Bush basher out there that just was having some fun and got it out there. I looked the next day. It was still there. I really wish I'd copy and pasted it because it was a very humorous uh, article And I know a lot of people probably read this and believed it, and there's going to be this whole Internet myth based on George Bush and Hitler forming up to form the CIA. But, um, you know, a week later it was gone. It was corrected. And today the CIA page on Wikipedia looks like something from a research book, and I read through most of it, you know, in preparing for this podcast that seemed correct. But I did find something interesting while I was looking into all this. Uh, it's pretty well known that the first President Bush, uh, President H.W. Bush was director of the CIA, but what really isn't well known is that he was involved in a report regarding the Kennedy assassination. And, and as I was reading this, because of that that whole, you know, George Bush and Hitler from the CIA, I said, okay, this has got to be another spoof. And then I read it, and there's documentation, there's photographs of, uh, of the memos, and it's pretty cool. So if you want to have a little fun tonight, uh, go look up uh, Wikipedia, type in Bush Kennedy assassination, and take a look at that. And it's under conspiracy theories, and it's fascinating. And again, you know, just that's kind of how the internet is. You know, you start looking at one thing, and, and so I, I, I start looking at the CIA, and then I go to look at something to, for this podcast. 
now I'm reading this article on the Kennedy assassination, and now George Bush is involved. It's like, wow, how weird is that? Well, okay, out of the rabbit hole, and time to wrap this up um, and send it down the internet tubes for the rest of the world to hear. So give me a call, 206-888-4464, or email me at thehomeschooldad at gmail.com. As always, I'd love to hear from you next week. We'll discuss tests and how dad can really be a, a good part of that. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.